You're listening to the DFS On Deck Podcast, brought to you by LineStar, the top-rated DFS tool set and number one companion for DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Go LineStar Premium now at LineStarApp.com. Now, here are your hosts, fantasy baseball experts, Joe Pizzapia and Chris Meany. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey B, Joe Pizzapia, and welcome to On Deck right here on the Line Star app, the greatest podcast ever for MLB DFS. It's me, it's Chris Meany, and it's Tuesday, and me and my boy, Mr. Canada, are back for some more. We're going to recap yesterday's games, take you through some of the wagering here on Tuesday's slate, as well as all the DFS that your mind can handle. And I hope your pocketbook can handle it, too, because, Chris, there's a lot of expensive pitchers tonight on the board. No discounts, none at all. It's time to open up the pocketbook and get ready to pay. Yeah, you're right, man. Over on DraftKings, there's four pitchers, at least ten thousand dollars, and like, and a, and a ton that are like high nines. So <laughs> I was gonna say, and a bunch of nines where it was like, oh, well, maybe Hamels. Nope. No. <laughs> well, maybe like, nope, not no. Not, maybe nope. What not? Nope, 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 nope. Just nope, not. Nope, nope, nope. nope, nope. So what does that mean? That means we're gonna have to use the Line Star app today a little bit and uh, start to find some of the stacks because they have a tool there. For those of you who don't know who still haven't decided to listen to us and go in and get the app, uh, they have a, a stack finder tool here that you can sort by everything. It is amazing. You could sort it by value. You could sort it by Vegas lines. You could sort it by uh, ceiling, floor, projected salary, projected points, everything. And we're going to have to utilize that tonight to find some bats because it's all about finding the right discount bats today. And before we go into today, let's take a look back at yesterday. Uh, Verlander was good, but... You know, I, I, I'll right here. We always take ourselves a task on the show when we get things wrong, and we love, love, love to pat ourselves in the back when he gets stuff right. Mm-hmm. But you know, I said I don't, I don't have the stones to go with Odorizzi tonight against Verlander. I just don't. There's a lot of times where I like to do that. We've done it here on the show this very month, uh, more than once, and we've been right about it. We should have done it again. I was wrong. We should have had Odorizzi last night. Unfortunately, you know, the Houston Astros offense just didn't show up, Chris. And sometimes that contrarian play is the right one. I just couldn't, I couldn't get there with Odorizzi. I just couldn't do it. Maybe just too much respect for Verlander. But, hey, you know, you got to score a run if you're going to get Justin Verlander a win. Just one. Yeah, listen, I mean, he only gave up two hits, right? Yeah, just get him a run. Yeah, Odorizzi was great. You're right. We, we should have been on him. You know, to be honest, like, I won't be on him much this series. The pitcher I'm going to attack, He's he does have some strikeout down. upside. Yeah, that's right. I mean, in the right situation, um, yeah, for him to pitch seven innings – scoreless four hits and seven K is very impressive against an Astros team. It really doesn't strike out. I know Springer wasn't playing yesterday, but even still like that was a team that should have been able to attack Odorizzi. So yeah, we'll keep an eye on him going forward in the right spots. We'll use him. Um, but yeah, it was, um, it was an interesting day. I mean, we had Corp, we, we talked about Corbin getting lit up. He, you know, he was cruising for a little bit and then he had that bad inning. He's been hit hard. He's has, a, he's a career high hard hit rate and fly ball rate. We'll have to keep an eye on going forward. Um, you know, and, and Wheeler too. Wheeler kind of got lit up, but Soroka was, Soroka was decent for us. It's now six of his first eight starts, Joe, where he's allowed yeah. one or zero runs. Pretty solid outing for him. Soroka was definitely part of the good uh, that we talked about yesterday is, you know, as good as the, the Padres have uh, done a job of getting more talent on the roster, they're still the Padres. They're, yeah. You know, they still strike out too much. They still have some issues there. There's still a lot of youth in that team sometimes. So uh, for me looking at it as well, 
Eduardo Rodriguez, another guy we talked about a lot. Yes. You know, he was so close. <laughs> like, you know, it was that one bad inning in the second, and he was fine. He struck out seven guys. He was everything. It's just that one bad inning yeah. bit him, and it sucks. Um, of course, the Red Sox did score enough runs for him, so he wasn't lying for the win. He didn't get the win, unfortunately. That, that stinks. But, look, what are you going to do? I mean, we had the right thing. He was just a little inefficient with the one bad inning. But you had the strikeouts. We were on the right track there. It just did not pan out. But what are you going to do? However, uh, somebody decided to resurrect themselves, and that was Jesus Aguilar. You see yes. what I did there? Yeah, I did, yes. Religion joke, which I'm I sure did. people love. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> Jesus Aguilar – uh, his first multi-hit game of the season. I know that sounds really bad, but it was a two-home run performance. So I wonder, I'm sure the algorithm haven't, hasn't caught up quite yet. So are we going back to the well again tonight, Mr. Meany? Uh, I mean, if you're playing multiple lineups, I mean, why not try to get him in there? He's up against Herman Marquez today. Uh, it's not as nice of a matchup, but... I mean, how many times do we talk about trends, right? I mean, this guy has been awful all year long. Maybe it just takes a little bit of confidence. And obviously, he's not going to get back to the same guy he was last year, 30 bombs, over 100 RBIs. But he's not this bad, and he's in a good spot in the order. If he does hit again in the cleanup spot with no Yelich, yeah, I mean, we can take a shot on him. You're right. I mean, the algorithm is not going to be caught up to him. He's going to remain a value on both sites. His ownership will be a little bit higher. That's why we liked him, right, Joe? We kept throwing right. his name out there like him and Travis Shaw. Right. It's like, you know, these guys are better than hard. You know, yeah. and, and when you start losing playing time, that's really difficult, and that's right. hard to get back into the groove. And It's that's, a big week for him. It is. This is, this is a you know, with the Yelich back injury thing this is a great opportunity for him to show up again it was a great opportunity last night with Benuelos too which we kind of touched on but my concern with him was the walk rate was high and I just didn't want to get into this but he was good enough to get the victories so that was another one that was a little wacky there and three more home runs for Baltimore given up which means the grand total this year is 74 74 my goodness. 74 home run and it's not even May 1st <laughs> Dear Baltimore Orioles. It's not. Yeah, and Tim Anderson again with another Tim home Anderson run yesterday. Um, it's it's crazy. I'm actually I've been trying to sell him in season long formats because the shortstop position's so deep, and I'm pretty stacked myself. And and nobody wants to buy into it, so I'll just keep them. Yeah, at this point, that's what you got to do. All right, yeah. let's move forward. Also, uh, one note too. Uh, Nate Lowe was called up mm, good right call. after the podcast yesterday. I mean, literally right afterward. <laughs> so yeah. it was a little little annoying there. Uh, from that point of view, but uh, not not that we were going to necessarily throw him right in there, but, you know, hey, he did it a double, uh, so that's good. So he did get a hit there. He also had a walk in that game. So uh, expect him to get some playing time because you don't bring up a bat like that, and they could certainly continue to improve that offense. Um, but you don't bring up a, a young bat like that unless you're going to play him. Right. So that's, that's pretty much Hitting the five spot, too. Hitting the five spot, hitting a good spot in the order. So keep that in mind as Nate Lowe is now a part of that Tampa offense moving forward. And speaking of moving forward, Meanie, mm-hmm. let's do it. And let's start to break down the slate and let us start at the very top, which, uh, again, it's, it's a, lot, lot of, uh, lot, a lot of pitchers today. But these are some of the lesser ones that you have to pay for. Tyson Ross and Vince Velasquez will lock up in Philadelphia uh, tonight. And uh, that one's at 7.05 Eastern. Uh, look, you know, Ross is a guy that typically gets hit too much. Typically, sometimes we'll also have trouble with location and walks. Uh, and Velasquez is another of these guys where uh, I know when we're trying to look at some mid-range pitchers, I think Velasquez is not a terrible investment tonight considering that Detroit lineup really is pretty thin, especially yeah. the second half of it, especially when they're traveling into a National League park. So even though I don't love Vince Velasquez, 
I think you have to have him under consideration tonight in the two pitcher situation. I would agree. Actually, he's one of my, you know, one of my favorite kind of mid-tier guys. Yeah. I mean, there's so much studs up at the top. It's it's hard to make a case really for Velasquez, besides the fact that the Tigers have the highest strikeout rate in baseball. And if you go look at Velasquez, I mean, it's been two or zero runs in every single outing this year. He went into Colorado, had a good showing, had 8K, only gave up the two runs, went into New York, faced the Mets, five scoreless, 6K. Walks and homers, definitely an issue with them. The Tigers, though, not walking a lot, 8% of the time. <laughs> not a lot of power five, <laughs> Not a lot of power. You're right, not, nothing, really. Like, Castellanos is it. I mean, Miggy's getting on base. He's not hitting home runs. I think he's got one, which came the other day. So, it's actually a pretty good spot for Velasco. It is, and he's more of a five-inning pitcher. He's only gotten to the sixth inning one time this year. So, that's something that I don't love, but – the strikeout to walk ratio is solid. 22 to seven is what you want for. He's been tough to square up to. So I'll take my chances. If you're going to fade the top groups here, this is the first guy under that nine K where I can get behind it. And you might have to really look seriously at this because it's going to be very difficult. I think to field a good offense with a solid floor on tonight and, and pay up for two of these big time arms. It's just going to be tough to do. Uh, Adam Wainwright and Annabelle Sanchez in the next one uh, locking up in Washington. Now, uh, Sanchez is a guy sometimes we've had some moments with. Now, Wainwright is another one of these guys, too, where I feel like you never know what you're going to get with Wainwright. It's, it's, it's another one of these tricky scenarios. You talked about this Cardinals offense just yesterday, too, and DeYoung waking up, really. So I'm curious, what's your take on this one with Adam Wainwright traveling into a situation here where, you know, he's, uh, you know, at this point in time, he's still an option out there, I think, Wainwright, at 7.2. And that, that, that lineup for Washington is good, but I mean, it's not as it's fearsome well, as it is without Harper in it anymore. Yeah. And, and without, yeah. Or without Randone either, who well, there you go. Yeah, didn't get back into the lineup and, you know, word out of Washington is they're going to make a decision on him, whether, you know, they're going to put him on the IL or not. I think they're going to, and they'll yeah. retroactive. It sounds like that's the way it's going. I believe he's missed six of his last seven games. So, yeah, I mean, that was my thought. I wish I would have had this yesterday. Um, you know, I wasn't going to be on St. Louis pitching yesterday, but just the fact that I – it was a good opportunity to jump on the Cardinals as road dogs up against Corbin, at least the over, because, yeah, you're right. I mean, the St. Louis Bats have been have been good. I mean, they're leading the vision. They're off to a great start with not even getting a lot of great pitching themselves. You look at Washington and you see a lot of kids in the lineup. You know, Keeboom is great and Soto and Robles, sure. They got some upside, but dear, near the end of that lineup, like Matt Adams in the middle of that lineup, Brian Dozier, a lot of strikeouts there in, the, in that bat as well. So, um, I, I'm not crazy about Wainwright, but I do like the the over in this game. I think there's going to be some run score, and I think St. Louis should be able to attack Annabelle Sanchez. I'm just not just not feeling, you know, Sanchez doesn't hasn't shown the same thing well, as last year. That's what I mean. Like Sanchez hasn't shown you what he showed you last year. Especially not even the second close. Half. 16 second walks, Joe. Yeah, Sanchez was really good in the second half last year, and this is a, a lineup that's really just a little barren right now for Washington. Mm-hmm. And therefore, I look at the other side of this, and I say, well, hey, you know, I'm – the Cardinals are at full strength. There's nobody. I mean, they're all right there, and they're and they're hitting the ball pretty well as a collective group. So for me, I think that this might be that group that you target today. I think Wainwright Velasquez right at the top. Those are two guys where, you know, if you can't pay for pitching and you're like, you know what, I don't want to get into the tournament game today because I think there's other ways to get pitching points. I think those are two guys you have to take advantage of the current standing. And this is what's fun about DFS is you can take advantage of a team that's struggling or that's got guys out of the lineup and try to get a W here, and I think you can with those guys. Now, in terms of stacking, too, I'm okay with 
having the Cardinals. The Line Star app likes them as one of the favorite stacks of the day, too. They've got uh, Carpenter, DeYoung, uh, and Ozuna in a grouping together, uh, which makes a lot of sense to me. And then the Philly side, I'm also okay with targeting against Tyson Ross, a guy who gives up a ton of home runs. The problem is, like, you can't get to the Harper part of the stack or the Hoskins part of the stack unless you're in on Velasquez and Wainwright kind of guy. So you're not going to be able to field those guys in a respectable lineup with the top-tier pitchers, the Snells of the world tonight. Right, yeah, you're going to have to make a decision if, if yeah. you're going to play tournaments to spend down on, like you said, a Wainwright or a Velasquez, and that'll allow you to spend up on bats. I mean, we've seen so far this season that maybe spending up on pitching is not the way to go. Now there are some studs in some good spots here today, but I agree with you. I mean, if you can get those guys in, Carpenter on FanDuel, 3-7. You want to go down as far as Jose Martinez in the five spot at 3-3. He's in a good situation as well. And, you know, Dexter Fowler didn't get in the lineup yesterday. He doesn't have any power really left in his bat, but – he had a really good week last week, so maybe that's something to build on as well, just maybe attacking uh, the later part of that lineup. And the 5.2 team applied total is the highest in the board tonight. All right, the Mets and Reds will face off again tonight. Jason Vargas, who stinks against uh, Luis Castillo. Uh, and, you know, just, just, for, just for a little perspective how bad Jason Vargas is. You ready for this? This is going to be fun. You're going to like this. So oh uh, the last three starts he's had, take a guess how many innings he's thrown in the last three starts. Oh my goodness! Uh, Collective, you're close. The first, you're going nine, nine, nine total innings in his last. Not one right. start, not two, three. I was so, too hard on him. Yeah, yeah, you were, you were a little hard <laughs> on him. But and this is the thing, I, I, I love Castillo, and you know this this Mets lineup is another one. It's a good lineup. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm I'm a Castillo guy. To me, there's all kinds of opportunity. I wish he if he was like nine five. Oh, I would love it, but unfortunately, he's not. He's over. Are you going to go as high? Are you going to? Are you still going to be in on him though? At that top tier with Bauer? I think, and I, I think I'm in because I believe that there's so much to like. I'll tell you what, I'm in on the Reds' offense for sure. Definitely. Looking at Puig uh, at three point eight still on the DraftKings side. Votto still three point nine. These are guys under four that you can stack up against Vargas and. I mean, you're not only going to face Vargas. You're going to, you're probably going to face Vargas once, maybe twice. That's asking a lot. Has <laughs> faced him twice in this game, but then you're going to get into that soft underbelly of middle relief. And those guys typically give up runs, and that's what I'm kind of looking for. So if you're looking for the first stack of the day, it's the Reds. I mean, besides the other two we just talked about in terms of, you know, pinpointing those guys and those matchups, if you're looking for the guys to fit in with the cash game pitchers, I think the Reds are the first group that kind of fits that bill. Yeah, it's only a matter of time, and we're starting to see the price, you know, increase now with these guys. I mean, they scored 12 runs on Friday. We talked about them being, you know, just low-owned and cheap, affordable. It's the same thing right now. I mean, Suarez is 4-1. Last year, a 426 Woba against lefties was the fifth best mark in baseball. He hit 320, had 11 home runs. He already has two homers against lefties this year. Puig has a couple homers off lefties as well. So, I, this is this snap this stack is not going to sneak up on anybody. It's 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 probably not going to be low owned tonight, but it's a good one. And and you can afford the top price pitchers if you want to go with this stack. You can go with the Reds and do that, yeah. And yes. I think that's that's what's most important there. And it's funny, yesterday I had Peraza in some lineups too because I just, you know, the Mets have historically struggled against guys with speed who can, you know, anybody can steal a base or get on base. They, they tend to struggle against those kind of players. And Peraza had a decent little return last night for the investment on him, and I want to bring him up again today for that same reason. If he gets on, he's a lock to steal a base. And actually tonight he is the number one shortstop on the DK side of Line Star app in terms of return on investment. 
projected nice. eight points last night. He had 15, so he doubled up their projection from last night. And he's the kind of guy who, again, who gives the Mets all kinds of fits. And you have to keep that in mind as you go along. When you see the Mets and you see a guy that's got speed, that's the kind of guy you want in your lineup because he's going to steal second. <laughs> he's going to get his stolen base at some point in this series, and he's going to probably score a run if he does. Uh, Aaron Brooks and Rick Porcello lock up in this one. I'm not a Porcello guy. I know you're not either. No, it's hard hittable. And I love that in the sense of wanting to invest in the A's. But the problem is Chapman's 4.8. I mean, Chris Davis is a little bit less expensive at 4.4. So I can I like that one. But I think Kendris Morales is the one guy in that lineup at 3.4 that I can get behind. And also the projection on him is good tonight as well, hitting from the left side against the righty Porcello. Yeah, I think that's a really good call by you and Linestar for sure. The walks have just been an issue. 15 walks so far Ugh. for Porcello. He's given up 34 hits in 23 innings. So this guy is not missing any bats. He's walking everybody. He's given up five home runs, at least one in every start, but one against Baltimore. So, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it is they're very expensive, but you're right. Kendrick Morales – maybe even Profar, um, you know, just try to get a cheap bat in here. If, if the walks are going to continue, then, you know, Purcell is going to continue to get in trouble. Yeah, and that's, that's, that's the way it is. So, uh, Kendrick Morales in that game, probably the best value there. I know Profar is low too, but, you know, after that, like, one good week he had, it's been pretty quiet. He's had a, yeah, brutal start to the year. Yeah, I, I wouldn't even 200 want to roster right him. Yeah, long. you know what, too, and don't be shocked if you don't see Franklin Barreto at some point. Mm, yeah. You know, because that, that's a guy that I think they finally need to figure out if, he's, if he can play or not. He had a decent so. spring, too. He was, he he was making things happen in spring. I thought maybe we'd – you're right. You probably will see him in May as if pro, guys like Profar continue to struggle. In your season-long leagues, if you play, keep that in mind. Yeah. That's one guy you might want to pick up now for zero, who in two weeks, three weeks from now, if Profar continues to struggle, you might see some action there where he might go and play a little second base or what have you, and, and they might just – you know, swing Profar around and be like a super utility day off kind of fellow. And I think that's perfectly fine. Uh, moving on here. Uh, also, one more note to another cheap guy in this Boston lineup, Jackie Bradley Jr., 3.12. Uh, App likes him as well and return on investment. 2-2 two, two on FanDuel. 2-2 two, two on FanDuel. So another guy that, you know, you can put in there. It's a decent matchup for him against Brooks with the lefty-righty. And you like the price. You like him being able to fit in with those big cash game arms. Now, speaking of cash game arms, here's Trevor Bauer at 10.9 going against the Miami Marlins. And my goodness, all kinds of strikeout potential here. I mean, it's hard not to see a nine strikeout performance here. Curtis Granderson might give him three all by himself. <laughs> I think that's a pretty good bet. <laughs> over, over under two and a half strikeouts for Curtis Granderson. Tonight. I, I'm taking the over. I'm digging the over, too. <laughs> I'm taking the over. <laughs> Poor Curtis Curtis. I mean, Trevor Bowers is so good. I mean, it's the walks, right? The walks can get him yeah. into issues, the home runs, but he's going to Miami. The 2.9 team implied total for the Marlins is fair. It's by far the lowest on the board. I mean, and the Cleveland bats are – they've been a little bit better, right? They held their own in the series against Houston. They're starting to score. Well, if there's one place that gets better, it's, it's – you're always going to get better against Marlins pitching. Yeah, you know, and Alcantara has got moments like he'll, he'll flash that moment where, sure. and it wouldn't shock me if he flashed one of those tonight where, you know, he goes six innings and strikes out six guys. And you're like, Hey, that's a pretty good start. And then he has the other starts where he just blows up. He is still inconsistent. And it's that's the walks. Like, yeah. It's the walks. It's, it's the youth. It's the, you know, the ability, if you're not getting the calls from the umpire you want, being able to go in there and overcome that. And uh, that's a tricky thing to do, but 
Bauer's going to be the, what, the, the chalkiest of the cash game pitchers probably tonight with this matchup. He, he probably will, yeah. Um, and I'm fine know, with that. Like, I'm, I'm fine with that. I don't, I don't think that's wrong. <laughs> no, I don't think it's wrong either. Um, you know, he – and for Alcantara, I mean, he just faced Cleveland. He walked four. He only struck out two through five. He only, you know, allowed the one run. It was a homer. But um, for Bauer, it's just, yeah, he's in yeah, such a good National spot. League, too. National yeah. League, 45K, 40 innings. So he is going to be chalky. I mean, if you're playing – just a couple lineups, maybe you maybe you pivot off of him, but it's it's a very strong play. Yeah, I think you got to be in there. All right, Chris Paddock, uh, San Diego Padres taking on Julio Tehran in the A's. Now, what do you make of Paddock at nine K tonight against this lineup that's obviously very solid? And Albies did another home run yesterday. Continues to hit well in the top of this order. Yeah, Paddock is. This is a really good test for him. You know, when you look deep into the numbers, you know, you, he's yeah, he's striking guys out. He's hardly given up any runs, but. If, if you just look at the, the fly ball rates at 45%, now that's going to help him in, in San Diego. Now this game being in Atlanta, the wind's blowing in. And the hard hit rate is at 47% too. It's one of the highest in the league. So when he when contact has been made on him, it's it's hard and it's and it's in the air. So I, I, I'm not going to well, be here's, – Here's a little note too. Oh, man. He's never thrown 90 pitches in a game this year. No, he's and he's and you know what he he's made not. it to the sixth or seventh inning, and that's the thing. Like he is, they've basically he's an eighty-five pitch pitcher, and and the reason I bring this up is because when you have guys like Donaldson, like Freeman, uh, Markakis, guys who really know how to work counts, yeah. and guys that are very patient at the plate, I don't think that plays very well for Chris Paddock to get into the sixth, seventh inning in this game. No, I mean the Braves lead the league in a walk percent in right. walk percent. They, like there four. you go. These yeah. guys know how to work counts. Paddock is a pitcher that I look at who is. They're, they're not, the leash isn't long enough for him to get past those. So I, it doesn't make me want Julio Tehran necessarily. No, no, no. But it just makes me want to fade away from Paddock a little. Yeah, I think that's a, I think that's a really good call. I mean, you look at his I plays, can't wait to see the results on this one tomorrow when we come back. Like, I, I this was, is this a good is test I want to see. It's this, a good test. It's not a test I want to put my money on to find out the answer to. No. So that's, that's, that's my answer to that one. Uh, let's move on here, too, and then we'll get to some of the other offenses. Let's kind of breeze through these pitchers. Garrett Cole at 10.2, Michael Pineda 7.7 on the DraftKings side, uh, Twins and Astros. Now, I guess the question is, are the Astros in a little bit of a – this is like a little mini slump here after last night against uh, – or is that just like a one-off, Chris? I'm thinking it's just a one-off. Right. Um, yeah. So who do you like more, Garrett Cole at 10.2 against Minnesota, or do you like Luis Castillo at 10.1 against the Mets and Jason Vargas? Oh man! Well, I like Bauer more than those than the other two. But I, if I if I was to choose between Castillo and Cole, I might go with Castillo. I might go with Castillo against yeah, Vargas. Castillo too. And yeah, it's my, it's my disdain for Vargas. That's that's all. That's what it is as well. And I just like the <laughs> fact that I think the Reds should be able to get to Vargas. You know, Houston should be able to get to Pineda too. I mean, this is the second straight time he's he's faced the Astros. He's been hit hard. He's been giving up a lot of home runs, but you know, Minnesota has a decent offense and Cole has, he's, he's, yeah, he's been great. He's striking guys out, but he's also given up some home runs and has struggled with a little bit of his command too. So there, you know, Minnesota could potentially get to Cole. Look, I, I think, I think the whole Cole thing is a little overrated. I mean, the last three starts, I understand he had that one against Texas, you know, where he gave up nine hits and he only That'll lasted happen. four and a third. But look, again, it was in Texas. And that's something I think we always have to take a grain of salt. But 11 strikeouts, 8 strikeouts, 10 strikeouts in the last three starts. I mean, let's, you know, right, let's remember. We, now, look, Odorizzi, we didn't have the stones for to go oppo. I don't have the stones to go oppo with Michael Pineda for sure. If I didn't have it with Odorizzi, <laughs> I didn't have it with Pineda. So forget that. Okay, now, Herman, uh, one more thing too. CJ Crone, line started up very high on him today. CJ Crone, 3.8 return on investment. Now, 
you know, Garrett Cole, very good pitcher, but still um, in terms of looking for guys under 4k that you can invest in, that's one guy that they're high on the return on investment in him in terms of uh, the stats against Cole too. Uh, Herman Marquez on the road, but Milwaukee. Eh, so it's not like, you know, <laughs> you know, you're leaving the, the unfriendly confines of Colorado for even more unfriendly confines of Milwaukee. So uh, do you have the guts at 9-7? I feel like if he was 9-2, it would be much more of a conversation. Yeah. Or if, I- he was, if he was 8 nine we'd be like oh man yeah. i'm really tempted but nine seven not tonight i just don't see it with the rest of the board no i don't either it's he's basically in that in that elite range right i mean he's 500 dollars cheaper than than garrett cole we know the upside with cole um so i i, I can't do it um not that i'm gonna stack bat, uh, bats in milwaukee but you know i will consider again if if jesus aguilar gets in there if mike moustakis travis shaw some of these lower own projected guys uh I'll, I'll have maybe a couple shares but i can't go marquez man i just can't i'm either gonna spend down more um if that makes any sense or it just does. spend and up he's <laughs> a good real life pitcher at times but from a fantasy perspective i just can't get excited about him especially against this lineup with colorado that's you know all of a sudden gotten a lot wider <laughs> longer now that murphy's back and doll's back you know a couple weeks ago i might have taken that oppo chance but now now i just yeah. And I wonder how many people will actually be on Colorado because they were disappointing yesterday. They yeah. were. They, for us, they were disappointing. A, a lot of people were in on them stacks. They're very popular in tournaments. Well. Yeah, I would go back to them as well. Uh, I think it's a good good opportunity against Justine. You know, has struggled with the walks. Doesn't strike out a whole lot of guys. Seven home runs allowed already this season in 28 innings. Last year, 18 and 192. So, good ballpark. Good opportunity. Yeah, you got to pay. I mean, Blackman, you do. Story and or Arenado all over five on DraftKings, which is which is tough. FanDuel, I guess Murphy's still checking in at a good, reasonable price, three five. David Dahl, three. So he six. went up five hundred bucks. I don't. Ian know. Desmond got kicked out yesterday. Ejected. Thanks for helping I know. us out. Way to go, Ian. Jerk. <laughs> Two five tonight. I looked up on. I was like, why has he got a zero? <laughs> oh, that's why. <laughs> Jerk. <laughs> Uh, he's a he's a fiery son of a gun. All right, uh, Jordan Lyles, who's been very good this year. He has. Uh, uh, now goes into Texas to take on Adrian Sampson. Now, here's the thing. Uh, this, is, this is one of these spots where this is, this is your tournament play here because there's potential to really go up there and get some bats with this 7.4 price. that they, they are really knocking Jordan Lyles here. And Jordan Lyles has pitched very well this year. Now, I guess the question is, what's your stamina level and belief level of Lyles going into the American League ballpark with the DH and not only that into Texas, no less with a Texas lineup. That's a little hot right now. Yeah, it is. It's really hot. Yeah. I don't, it, man, it's tough. For me. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's it's tough. It it's really not for is the faint of heart. That's for no, sure. I mean, I lied when I said the, the high team implied totals in Philly, this Texas is at 5.7 yeah. and on the other side, pitch, which I don't, I think is a little, it doesn't score. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't understand. I don't understand why that total is so high on that. I, I just, yeah. I, I guess mean, they're really just factoring in ballpark. But like, you know, you you look at some of these prices too, trying to switch over. Gregory Polanco is just two point eight on Fanduel. Yes. Uh, so that's one guy that sticks out like a giant sore thumb here against Samson, a left-handed bat in a good ballpark. Melky Cabrera two point six. Uh, those two guys back to back there. I, I I love that pairing against Samson tonight. I think on the FanDuel side, you really got to pay close attention to those guys and they have to be in the lineup. Yeah, I would agree with you there too. And I mean, even, even young Ho Kang, I mean, he, he doesn't do a whole lot, but over the course of his career, home runs have come against righties. I'm looking at Samson and I see 
a 40% fly ball rate this year, 42 last year. So that's what his career mark is at. 40% hard hit rate this year, 41 last year. So this guy gets hit hard. Um, obviously, they're projecting some runs, a good opportunity for Pittsburgh to get right. I mean, they have struggled this year. We picked on them. But we were talking earlier, you know, a couple days ago about this lineup eventually heating up. This is a good opportunity against a right-handed pitcher. They struggle against lefties. And the same thing with Lyles. Like, I mean, when he pitches at home, PNC Park, he, you know, the fly ball rate helps him out. Doesn't allow a whole lot of home runs there. But even still, like, five home runs allowed last year, 12 and just under 90 innings. So, there, I mean, there is an opportunity for Texas bats. I just feel like they're, they're just so expensive. Like, you're they not going to be able to get any value in there that I'm just – I'm I'm honestly not crazy about them. Not that I want to play Lyles. I would rather maybe go the other way, and maybe that's being contrarian in tournaments to get some of these Pirates in. All right, let's uh, talk about Yonder Alonso in this game too because I don't want to talk about the pitchers for the White Sox in Baltimore, but I do want to talk about Alonso. He's got two home runs in his last three starts. He's at 4K right now, so he's right on that borderline of starting to get expensive. In the middle of this order, they get up a ton of home runs here for the Baltimore Orioles, and Yonder Alonso is that guy. Looking at this lineup, too, you got to pay for Moncada, you got to pay for Abreu, oh, yeah, you got to pay for Anderson the most, if you can believe it. Alonzo's the one guy sitting in the middle of this, where if you're looking for a one off at first base, a little bit cheaper, I, I think it's a good play. I really do. Yeah. I, I, I joked about this on Twitter. Like, any slump will be ended when you face Baltimore. And that's it. And the slump break, it. unless you're the Yankees. Unless uh, Blake's, <laughs> Blake's it's surprising now. that the Yankees are winning ball games. I don't know. Like, I don't know how they're doing it. Like, but yeah, but they were bad against Baltimore. They <laughs> were bad against season, Baltimore. Which is so weird. Uh, Blake Snell, 10.5 against Jake Junis and the Royals. Now, I'm sure Snell will be highly owned too, but I don't see how you can like Snell more than. Uh, Trevor Bauer tonight. I just don't see how that's possible. No, I'm yeah, I'm in on on Bauer. Bauer's my, Bauer's my guy. And again, if I was to pick a second, it'd be Castillo. So I'm not I'm not going to have a lot of exposure to, sh- to Snell. That that could be wrong. <laughs> it's usually pretty dangerous. But we're we're looking here, 86 percent precipitation. Um, there's some wind. It looks like it's kind of blowing to right. Keep an eye on yeah, that. A lot maybe of reasons is, to come in. Yeah. yeah, maybe this is just a fade tonight for for Snell. But I mean the. If this game does happen, the Rays are going to be able to have success against Jake Junis. Is another gives up a lot of home runs. I think the third most last year. And low just three point one. That's another guy too. First base, there's a lot of value tonight. We mentioned Votto already, still a little cheap. We just mentioned Alonzo, who's four, and then uh, Nate Lowe, who is at three point one. So that's you know, and not to be confused with Brandon Lau. And no. Nate Lowe, right. even though they spelled the same, which <laughs> also, you know, you shouldn't confuse with Patrick Waugh as well. <laughs> I mean, nice, very nice. You're welcome. I, I try. <laughs> but, I mean, really. Uh, all right, CC Zabathia and the Yankees are going to be in Arizona tonight taking on Zach Granke. Granke's 9.7. Normally, this would be a matchup that I would actually kind of like to get involved with. But I tonight, thought you liked Granke, yeah. I, thought maybe I do, but I don't like it on tonight's board yeah i know it's that's tough. my problem yeah. is i like it but not on tonight's board and the one guys one or two guys that i like in the yankee lineup are way too expensive for me to get involved in tonight so i'm just kind of like no i'm out i'm just out yeah out. no i hear you he's the seventh highest price pitcher on, on DraftKings and on FanDuel. he's the fourth highest this is so hard i mean you, you save money by going with castillo or he's in the same Walker. thing with hamels tonight where there's yeah. just there's no there's no uh <laughs> there's nowhere to hide you just can't do it it's just Sorry. I mean, the only thing I could tell you is Wilmer Flores on FanDuel is 2.2. Historically hits lefties very well. So against Sabathia tonight, that's another one of these cash game lineup builders. Maybe you throw Wilmer Flores in if he's starting and you have that verified. 
I, I thought I was going to, you know, maybe give a little bit of love to Luke Voigt, but he's, he's way too he's expensive. So expensive. That's what I mean. Like, oh, my goodness. There were two guys, Chris, Voigt and Gary Sanchez, and both of them are just – I'm yeah. sorry, I can't do it tonight. I, just I don't understand. Like, Granky's given up eight home runs, and that was my thinking. Okay, like, Granky's been really good. He's he, – especially of late. Like, after that first start, he's, he's really collected himself. We, all, we were all over that second start. That was our must-start guy. Yeah. And, that was, oh, uh, my God, did we win a lot of people money on Absolutely, that. yeah. He was <laughs> – I'm looking at it right now. Ten strikeouts. And you remember that ownership? It was like – it was like oh, <laughs> Yeah, nobody was – it was just you and I. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's it. One, two. Um, but, yeah, I was – I was thinking that maybe I would have – yeah, maybe we'll get a couple of Yankees. I don't know what it is. Is it because they're Yankees? Like Luke Voigt was just named AL Player of the Week. He had a great week. Well, look, they're playing guys well. That have it's had great it's, I think it's just they're playing well. It's in a great ballpark. If it was a worse ballpark and they weren't playing as well, there'd be opportunity. It's just can't not there. No, not even on FanDuel. You want to do it and you just can't. All right? Yeah, Walker pass. Bueller, uh, 9.4, taking on Drew Pomeranz and the Giants. Now, Walker Bueller has been a little polarizing this year. I, I know I had high expectations for him. and. I think it's safe to say he hasn't met the expectations overall. Uh, last two starts, uh, eight strikeouts against the Reds, and then the next one, one strikeout <laughs> against the Cubs. So it's been very up and down. The last two, that's a perfect indication of what Walker Bueller's been. And considering the 9.4 price tag, I don't think he's a, another one where I'm just going to pass tonight. It's not enough opportunity for me. Yeah, I have some, some, some interest. The same way I liked Kenta Maeda and looked like it was going to be fine with him. Um, up until the end of that ball game, the the Giants got back into it. Yeah. You're right, the strikeouts haven't been there, but you know this is a decent spot for him on the road. Maybe maybe people are kind of thinking like us. We're a little bit down on him. I know I've had some questions lately. What do I do with Bueller? One guy you already dropped him. Um, it is expensive, but I th- I'm gonna have some exposure. I will. I just like the I just like the matchup. The Giants rank like 28th, 29th, or 30th basically in every single category. So. Uh, maybe he can get right on the road in San Fran, rack up a few Ks. But you're right. You're not getting any discount on him in terms of pricing. Like, it's not like, oh, I'll save some money and, you know, spend down on Walker Bueller who's struggling. That doesn't no, – that's, that's not it's not, a, it's not oh. 9.4. If this oh. is 8.4, we can have the conversation. Yeah. For 9.4 tonight with these other guys on the board? Absolutely not. Clay yeah. Buckholz and Griffin Canning, who I believe is like a character from an 80s <laughs> melodrama – I think he was on Dallas or Knott's Landing or one of those. Like, uh, Griffin he, Canning. He shot JR. He shot. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Griffin Canning was the guy who shot JR. Now I'm dating myself with that reference, but for those of you who are over 30, you're welcome. I, yeah. <laughs> I, hey, man, I've seen a few apps in my day. Well, at least sure. you know who that is. God. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, uh, this is another one, too. Offensively, I'd like to get involved in it. Trouble is how much you're willing to pay. Now, Randall Gritchick, 3.1, I think is a little underpriced. Over on the FanDuel side, I think that's that's somebody you can get involved with there. Uh, Vlad Guerrero is just three point four. That's that's doable. And on the Angels side, again, it's the same old thing. It's Mike Trout and then everybody else. And Mike Trout's just it's a tough sell tonight. It's 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 amazing. So Canning is the Angels' top pitching prospect, you know, which doesn't say a whole lot, but he has had some good showings in in AAA. He's got like eighty innings on his AAA resume. 10K per nine. He struggled with the walks last year. So, you know, guys like Sogard getting on base lately, I don't think he's going to continue to hit home runs. But if you are thinking about stacking against, you know, rookie pitcher in Canning who may not be able to go deep, you know, it's amazing. Guerrero's first road game in L.A., whereas, you know, I'm sure his dad is going to be on hand for that one. Uh, a lot of memories there in L.A. But if you want to be a little bit different and contrarian, I, I still don't understand why the Angels are getting that credit and the respect. The five-team implied total is pretty high. Clay Buckles, um, you know, he does 
tend to struggle with some walks and some homers, but you're right. It, it trying to find an angels guy in there. It's all contrarian GPP. Like Bohr has potential to go yard and pool host, but the more I see more zeros out of them than I do, you know, tournament winning performances. All right. And then one of my favorite guys, Cole Hamels, 8.7 uh, over there uh, taking on Felix. Tough spot. Uh, yeah, and 8.7 on FanDuel and on the DraftKings side. Let me just swap over there. He is more expensive. He's 9.2. So it's just it's a tough spot in the American League again. Uh, it's a good ballpark, but I just I don't want to go there. I just there's too much there for me uh, to to go negative with him. So I'm gonna take another pass on Hamels. And uh, is there anything offensively in this game that's got you excited? Because I'm. You know, this is another one where I just kind of go look at it and I go, eh, I don't know. It's like right in the mid-range where I feel like if you're wrong, it's really going to cost you. Yeah, I, this may be a, a little bit of a fade too. And Seattle has just crushed lefties this year, the, the yeah. best Woba. I, everyone in that – everyone, honestly, everyone through that lineup, even Jay Bruce, who doesn't hit lefties well, has just crushed lefties. Well, and season. those are two guys at 4.1 and 4.3 on DraftKings that are in the middle of that order. Another pairing, like we yeah. like to talk about those duos sometimes, that's another one to go in. I don't um, want to pick against Hamels. I think he'll be decent. I, I don't want to play him in a tournament, but I think he'll he'll do enough to, to limit the damage where I don't think a Seattle stack is, is all that good of a play. All right, so give me the uh, betting line for tonight. Who are you going? Who's uh, who's on the board for you? I'm going to take the Phillies um, at home against Detroit. Uh, I like Velasquez as well. I think, you know, he's a decent tournament pitcher. I, pitcher. I like the over in the Washington and St. Louis game. Um, I'm going to take um, the over in the Red Sox and the Oakland game. I think there's going to be some runs there. Cincy, I'm going to go with them on the road. Uh, I'll take them on the road. And then a little bit later on down the board, let's see here. The Rays are in a really good spot as well. Minus 168. I guarantee you by around 7 o'clock or close to this pitch off, it'll be almost minus 200 for them. So jump on them now. All right, all right. Last thing, one thing to do, uh, and that is to call our shot. I'm going with Yasiel Puig tonight. Against my boy, Jason Vargas. Uh, how about you? Who are you calling I'm, your shot with tonight? I'm saying in the same game, Suarez. I'm going to have almost 100% <laughs> exposure to Woo! Suarez in, in tournaments. And back to back, maybe. Let's yes. do it. Let's go in that That's same game. That's what I want. All right. You can follow us on the Twitter machine at Linestar app, at Chris Meany, and at Joe Pizapia17. Make sure you're downloading the app and subscribing to the show because if you're playing DFS or you just love baseball, this is the program for you, okay? Every day, basically, we're out here talking baseball getting you prepped. Even if you're somebody who's doing daily lineups and leagues too, this is going to help you across the board. So subscribe to the show. It's on Google. It's on iTunes. It's iHeartRadio. It's everywhere for you. There's only one thing left to do and that's sign off. And we're going to leave the on deck circle, step into the batter's box and go yard. We'll see you next time, kids. You've been listening to the DFS on deck podcast brought to you by LineStar. Hit subscribe, tell a friend and stay tuned for the next episode from fantasy baseball experts. Joe Pizapia and Chris Meaney.